John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, it's me, Ed Peterson. Hi, Ed. It's me, John Kiltika. How are you, John? I'm doing quite well. And yourself? I'm I'm doing pretty well as well. Thank you. Thanks for asking. You know. It's uh, the High Game Podcast. It is the High Gain Podcast, yes. What do we talk about? We talk about guitars. Yeah. Signature model guitars exclusively. Today, that is indeed the case. Okay. Where are we recording from? Beautiful West Seattle, Washington. You know, a bummer with the beautiful West Seattle, Washington and the High Gain schedule specifically? Yeah. I woke up this morning and I went for a lovely walk. Vicki and I took Pepper down to the beach, Uh walked along the beach on Alki down there and then came back home. But the West Seattle Farmer's Market is open, and we usually are recording right when you would want to go to the market. Do you ever go to the market, John? Yes. You do? We are getting to that time of year where we can expect to see some apple cider. Oh, are you excited about that? I like the apple cider at the market, yes. We have a little apple tree in our yard, six feet tall or whatever. It's not a huge tree yet. But man, the number of apples on that tree. You have the squirrels with the peanuts. Yes. They'll sit on top of the fence with an apple and just like chew the apple and like, what's up, neighbor? Thanks for the apple. Dig that apple. Yeah. Ed, what color is this guitar? Yellow? You're right. What did you think I would say? I don't know. You're colorblind. Every day is an adventure. It is. This is yellow. They call this graffiti yellow. Sure. I'm pretty stoked about this guitar. I've been hoping we could get one in here. We should talk about it. You think so? Yeah. This is the Tom DeLonge signature Stratocaster in graffiti yellow. Yep.
Beverages. Beverages in. Was that all Spaceman going on there? The Spaceman Sputnik 3 Germanium Fuzz Pedal mm-hmm. into the Spaceman Explorer 6 Stage Phaser that I've become very, very fond of. Yeah. The thing I like about the Sputnik is its ability to introduce gnarliness into your tone. We need more of that. What are you drinking, Ed? Oh, uh, I've got coffee in a crow mug. Yes. The crack that we identified seems to be holding steady. It doesn't look any worse right now. Would you call it stable? If we come back in a month from now, four more episodes and this crack has not gotten any worse, maybe we're stable. But you know, the West Seattle Bridge was shut down for two years because there was a crack and then it got a little bigger and they're like, we're turning you into an island like Australia. Australia is a continent. Yes. West Seattle was an island. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is an athletic brewing company, Run Wild IPA. The blue one, we call that. That's a solid choice. I'm really into these guys, even though they haven't called us. Kind of like Jan from Orca Beverages. We support the people even if they don't support us. Yep. What about you? What do you got? Well, a while ago, I tried out this Vida Mate, Mm. and I liked it. 190 grams of caffeine or whatever. This is good. This flavor is blackberry lemonade. Okay. I didn't know that yerba mate is a South American super plant. I think it's a hipster plant. Caffeine is naturally occurring in yerba mate. Oh, that's great. So you could just like be out in the desert, cut off a hunk of yerba mate and get your caffeine. You think it grows in the desert? I don't know. Jungle? I don't picture South America as a big desert region. Yeah. It's the High Gain Geography podcast. Plenty of times Mm -hmm. during the run of this show, we reference and talk about California. Mm -hmm. I still really don't know where anything is. No? Tom DeLong was born in 1975 in Mm -hmm. Poway, California. Where's that? I don't know. That is not a city that even registers in my brain pan. I'm going to just make an assumption because you know I'm so good at that. Right. Given the music of Blink-182... For whom Tom DeLong now again plays guitar after right. an absence. Yep. I'm going to guess it's somewhere near San Diego. A San Diego and not L.A. Yeah. Can you check that for me, Ed? Oh, look at this. What? You didn't look it up even? No. You're, just, you're making a call. City in San Diego County, California. How far away from actual San Diego is it? There's a Costco in Poway. That's oh, nice. sweet. Yeah, it's like just kind of northwest. of san diego prime is it on the beach it's not did i say west you said northwest northeast well who wouldn't want to learn how to play guitar with the smell of the ocean wafting in those days full of sunshine growing up those guys are like proto power pop you know socal blink 182 was formed in 92 It would only be 10 years before Tom DeLong got a signature Stratocaster. Did you know this is the second release of the Tom DeLong signature Stratocaster? Nope. 2002. 
I read a little bit about my guy, Tom. I know about him related to a subject that came up, I don't know, two, three, four episodes back when we were talking about conspiracy theories. Oh. Do you know any of this stuff, like Tom DeLonge's deal? No. What's his deal? Is he a conspiracy guy? Oh, yeah. He's a big UFO head. Ah, uh, that sounds more familiar. You look him up, and he's pretty big in the conspiracy theory circle. Like, when you went and showed up in Roswell with your funny hats on, yeah. he was probably the guy sitting behind the counter wanting to punch you in the nose. He's that guy. He has a company, To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, aerospace and science divisions dedicated to UFOlogy and fringe science. And that's his company. You know, in 2020, the Air Force released footage. Yeah, we've got some footage of these things that we weren't able to identify, and it's from an Air Force jet. Yes. That got released by the Air Force because Tom DeLonge released it on Twitter. I don't think he went and got it necessarily. I don't think he was the first person to release the footage, but he released the footage and it blew up. He's weirdly respected in the UFO community, apparently has had meetings with government officials about UFO stuff. That just puts a whole new spin on it. There is one humbucker in the bridge. It is a Seymour Duncan Invader pickup mm -hmm. with outsized pole pieces. Yeah. The bigger the pole bangers, yeah. the wider the magnetic field. Yep. It's just going to add to the overall hotness. That Mustang that I uh, sold and regret every day, it had a replacement Seymour Duncan quarter pounder in the bridge, and it was pretty dang hot. And that was one of the things that made that guitar. Exactly. Yeah. One volume control. It does have a treble bleed circuit built into it, so the sound coming out of this pickup won't be overly harsh. I don't know if the perfect guitar exists, uh -huh. but this is in striking range. What are you doing? That was the 81, right? That the was the 1981. So now okay. this is just the Seymour Duncan Invader pickup mm -hmm. going through a volume pot. Yep. Out. It's so hot, you can get an overdrive feel to it. Yeah. Just clean. So here's clean. Yep. Yeah, listen to that. <laughs> That's great. That's nothing on... Wow. 70s big headstock. Correct. Yes. With the colored bodies, the rosewood fretboard. Correct. Right. What do you think about the pickguard? I've never been a purloid pickguard kind of person. Yep. I don't think it makes it look bad. Yep. I don't know if I'd put a black one on here, though. You know, it might be cool to put a yellow one on it. Match it. Plain white, maybe? Yeah. Um, No big Tom 
signature on the headstock. There is his drawing on the neck plate. It's a T and then his little smiley face thing. Yeah. The bridge on this, it's the hard tail, but they had those weird saddles. These are the block saddles as opposed to the bent steel ones. Yeah. I think these are more stable. Yeah. I could see why he would want that. His first guitar, much like my first guitar, was a Squire Strat. Hmm. Mine also had those block saddles. So I think he probably has a soft spot, thinks they're stable, but also just like, oh yeah, this is what my old guitar had. String through, so that's nice. Yeah, no crappy Strat trim. Love Strats. That trim is not the best. No. This brand new, do we even call it a reissue, is mostly the same as the original one. But in 2002, when they made the original ones, they only lasted like a year or so. Okay. Simultaneous to that, oddly enough, DeLong was in talks with Gibson. And then in 2003, the ES-333 was introduced. The Tom DeLong 333. Yeah. Yeah. You've probably seen it. It's got a big racing stripe down the middle of it, kind of based on a 335, but again, a single pickup. That one lasted kind of a while, six years till 2009. They even made an Epiphone one in 2008, and that lasted till 2019. Enough people like them, I suppose. I do like his just simple approach to guitar. It's not rocket science, you know? He's not doing crazy stuff. I think my least favorite Strat configuration Uh is like the HSS. That just looks weird to me, having the humbucker and then the two single coils. Yeah, one in the bridge, it's fine. Well, in 2002, when this first came out, as today, yeah, it does come in black. Ugh. This graffiti yellow, mm-hmm. Daphne blue, and surf green. All good colors. So we did play it clean. Yep. And it does break up when you hit it. Mm-hmm. But I got a little bit of a surprise for you here, Ed. Oh. Want to hear a pedal? Oh, sure. We have been loaned a pedal. Uh-huh. This is the RSH02 pedal by Rios Musical Instruments out of Copenhagen, Denmark. I bet Denmark's lovely. It is. It's very nice. RSH, in this case, stands for Roland S. Howard, guitar player for the birthday party. Yep. Yeah, Yeah. that's a bummer. Yeah, liver failure. That will get you. Yeah. He was known for a very specific effects chain. So this company in Denmark seeks to recreate the exact chain. He had a modified, as I understand it, Distortion Plus MXR pedal. Okay. And that's what you hear here. And you could set it to do stuff. He also would then go into an MXR Blue Box pedal. Okay. The Blue Box is a fuzz pedal with an octave down. Oh. And the way that those two pedals reacted to each other was unique for what he was doing. This guy in Denmark sourced all the original components. Right. And built them exactly the same. It's got both in it. Yeah. Do you have both on right now? I do not. Okay. You want to hear the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. 
lot of sustain. And you can get tons of feedback with this. The thing I like about this is that he has printed on the input and the output jacks. Yeah. Roland S. Howard's right. instruments. Yeah. On the input jack, it says Jaguar. Yes. And on the output, it says Fender Twin. I love it. <laughs> I should have brought my Jag. I should have brought a Twin Reverb, and we could just blow the place down. <laughs> That does some stuff. With the range on that, I could almost see wanting two on the same board. No, because you can bring those channels in independently and there's a blend knob. That's interesting. Yeah. And Roland S. Howard was very well known for utilizing feedback mm -hmm. in a musical way. It became an integral part of his style and the way he played. Yeah. In fact, your man, Kevin Shields, cites him as probably his biggest influence. Yep. I was listening to some of his solo stuff post-birthday party. Right. Crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, that's cool. And who makes this? Say it again. Reus, R-E-U-S-S. -S. That is the last name of the guy that makes these. Yep. He's currently on version three. Okay. And I saw on his website that version three has, I think, a couple of more knobs. This is two? Yeah, this version, version two. two. RSHO2. That high end jag sound, that piercing jag sound, through that, through a twin reverb, at volume is probably head splitting, potentially fatal. Is that pretty cool? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he had the original Fender, then he had the 333, Epiphone yeah. 333. Yeah. Is this the fourth or has he had more than that? I don't know if it's Master Build or Custom Shop. He has had Starcasters made. Mm. With a single pickup and a single knob. That's cool. I was a deny on the Starcaster, right? I think you were. Yeah. He's fond of all kinds of nutty, wacky graphics that are pretty cool looking. Yeah. He has multiple Starcasters of that variety. Uh-huh. I think it's four, maybe five different solid colors of Tom DeLonge Starcasters apparently are going to be rolled out during the tour. So this one is made in Mexico? It is. That's cool. Tom DeLonge has said that the first album he ever fell in love with. Yeah. The Joshua Tree. Oh. By our good friends Bono and the Edge over there at the U2 Corporation. Yeah. That album is great. And he has done some more <laughs> experimental kind of stuff, like not pop punk guitar playing. You know, as you get yeah. a little older, you delve into some of those influences. Yeah. He'd love that little pedal. I don't know if he has one of those. That pedal's pretty fun. Yeah. We should probably box one up and just send it over. Hi, Tom DeLong. Yeah. Have a pedal. Yeah. You gotta try it. 
Blink-182 Ed, mm-hmm. Tom DeLonge, mm-hmm. Graffiti Yellow, yeah, Single Pickup, mm-hmm. the latest Tom DeLonge signature Stratocaster, Yep. buy or deny? I'm going to make this super long. I'm just going to drag this one out because uh, I think I just have stuff. We've got to talk about it. We've avoided a couple of things, John. Chug some more of that coffee and get ready. Buckle up. Here come the Peterson caveats? Yeah, exactly. That's your band name. The Peterson Caveats? Yeah. That's a great band name. And it's a great name for my custom guitars that I'm going to order by the palette full. Yes. So this guitar, I love a ton about it. Here's a caveat for you that we should just talk about. These guitars are like $12.99 retail. Yes. You can get the bottom-of-the-line American-made Stratocaster for the exact same price. So, like, you start to do that weird math, and it's like, do I want the actual bottom-of-the-line Stratocaster? We've played those, and the low-end American-made stuff is really great, but the high-end stuff out of the Mexico plant is also really great, right? And so there's that weird calculus, I guess, you have to do. Or do you? I think you put your finger on it. The high caliber stuff coming out of Mexico, I think, is increasingly better and better. It seems with every other release, their quality is spot on. If I were just going to buy any Strat out there, I would get a 1970s black guitar, black pickguard, big headstock. That's probably the one Strat I would buy. But if I weren't getting that and it's just some weird Strat. Yeah. This has got a single volume knob and a kick-ass single pickup, and it's weird, and it's cool colors. It's real close to the perfect guitar. This thing plays. Like, it's a ripper. That pickup is crazy. Yeah. So, tons of caveats in there. I would take this thing hands down. Is it marketed more about Tom DeLonge or more about the uniqueness of the configuration? It's a Strat with a really hot pickup in the bridge and a single knob. They don't make any other strats like that. Yeah. So not only does it have the advantage to some of having the association with Tom DeLong, but it's also something you can't get. Unless you buy an HSS strat and rip out the pickup. Right. I guess. The Billy Joe Armstrong signature models feel like they're in a very similar camp. They're just simple right. rock machines. Yeah. I think, Ed, for me, this is a buy. Yeah. Me too. We're going to take pictures. Oh, take pictures of this. With UFO stuff. We should make it UFO themed, John. You need to go hop on the Wikipedia and Uh then follow a couple of links and look up Tom DeLonge and his conspiracy theory stuff. He's a super interesting dude outside of the band stuff. There is alien life outside of our solar system, and they are coming and visiting us. That's what he believes. And that's cool. I can get with that. Yeah. Sure. I'll take pictures. Okay. I'll put them up. Uh Uh-huh. I'll put them on the Instagram. Okay. Go to Patreon. Look at the high gain. Patreon.com slash the high gain. That's it. Okay. And we're still with the Ruinous Media Network of music-related podcasts. 
despite Ed's best efforts to alienate them mm-hmm. for not inviting us to the summer picnic. Yep. I guess John <laughs> has gotten enough good graces with them that they're just letting Ed slide. I have? Well. Cool. Okay. Okay, Ed. Bye. Bye.